Exodus, the 14th chapter. I need your prayers here today. <clears throat> Amen. I'm like my dear sister to testify. God, get rid of, get rid of this cold and sore throat. Now, I'm really happy because if he did it for you, and he's no respecter of person, <clears throat> amen, he'll do the same for me, amen, we don't complain, amen, I'm just glad to be alive, <laughs> amen, I'm just glad to be alive, just one more time, amen, one more day, it's just good to be in service of the Lord, recorded in the book of Exodus, the 14th chapter, very familiar story in this 14th chapter, but I want to just for a few moments uh, talk to you all, amen, from uh, verse number 13, verse number 13, and it says, And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you Somebody say today. <laughs> For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. Well, I got to read verse 14. And the Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. You may take your seats. <clears throat> take your seats. Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today ye shall see them again no more forever I want to talk to you all <coughs> here today from the subject matter precepts and promises for life's problems precepts and promises for life problems. When you get home, I would encourage you to read this entire uh, 14th chapter of the book of Exodus. Because when you read this 14th chapter, you will discover that the Israelites were trapped at the Red Sea. Mountains were on the north and uh, the south. And the Red Sea was on the east. Pharaoh and his army, they were on the west. The Israelites thought that the end had finally come. But guess what? It was not the end. You ought to tell your neighbor, it's not the end yet. It's not the end. Israel had not come to this place through disobedience but had been led this way by the hand of God. And I need to tell you that when you follow the Lord in obedience and come to these back-to-the-wall situations, I'm a living witness that you can count on God for your deliverance. And so in, 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 in our text for today are the precepts and the promises for your deliverance. I don't care what you're going through, what you may be experiencing right now. Right here are the two precepts and the promises uh, <coughs> that is before us. 
you have to understand when we deal with precepts, and all precepts are is just ground rules. Uh, precepts are laws. They are the ordinance. It's a charge. Uh, it's directives. So we speak of precepts. You can put them in. What is the rule? What is, uh, what is God's law in regards uh, to my life's problems? Now, I need you to understand that all because you're saved don't mean that you're not going to experience any problems. The fact of the matter is Jesus himself tells us that in this world, ye shall have tribulations. But then he doesn't stop there. He says, be of good cheer, amen, put a, put a, put a big smile on uh, uh, your face. Why? Because I have uh, overcome uh, this world. And so when we look at the precepts and we look at the promises for life's problems, uh, uh, the first thing that, you will, that we want to look at is the precepts for our deliverance. And how many of you all know you keep living this life Every day we're being delivered from something. Those of you that come to church and you already done received complete uh, deliverance, that means you've already been glorified, which in turn means uh, you don't need to be here right now. You need to go on to heaven, amen. But as long uh, as, long as we live in this world, we're going to have, uh, we're gonna have trouble. So consequently, we're going to have to be delivered on uh, a daily basis. Somebody got on your nerves yesterday, amen, and you had to be delivered and set free from telling them off or for slapping them. Y'all ain't got to talk back here to me. Deliverance anytime because of this old flesh, and, and the Bible has declared that there's nothing good in this flesh. And so because there's nothing good in my flesh, that just simply means uh, that I'm going to have to constantly be delivered. Uh, amen. Amen. And so we have the precepts for uh, deliverance. What, what, what are the precepts for the deliverance? Well, number one, he says, fear ye not. Everybody say, fear ye not. Fear ye not. That's number one. You cannot fear. And then the second precept is uh, you have to learn how to stand still. Stand still. That's all they needed to do in this text. Amen. With everything going on around them was to fear not and to stand still. Amen. We need, as never before, to attend to these uh, 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 precepts if we want to realize uh, the promises of God. All of us, we're waiting on the promises of God. We love uh, the promises of God. I'm trying to show you here today how to receive the promises uh, of uh, God. You have to fear not. And you have to learn how to stand uh, still. Can I talk to y'all for a few moments? Mm -hmm. Here Moses tells uh, the children of Israel. He says, fear ye not. Now you have to understand that this was not a very easy command for Israel had much to fear in this particular situation. I want you to picture the scene just for a few moments. There were God's people confronted by a raging sea. 
in front of them and a raging army behind them. Thousands and thousands of soldiers. There were horsemen and and chariots. They were marching toward them. And there was no place for them to flee. They were hemmed in. Have you ever felt like in life that uh, there was nowhere to go? Seemed like you were just hemmed in on uh, every side. How could they not fear? A terrifying fear would be a normal reaction in facing such an impossible situation. But there was God's messenger shouting out, fear not. If that had been some of us, we'd have got a group together and took Moses and tied him up and threw him over into the Red Sea. Come on here. How are you going to tell me not to fear? Do you see what's going on in uh, my life? Do you understand the troubles that I am experiencing here? The man of God says, uh, fear not. Yet, 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 come on. And that, he was saying, quit fearing. Look at your name and say, quit fearing. I don't, somebody, you come to church today. Yeah, I'm going to take my time and preach. So y'all just hold on. Stay up and hold on here. You come to church and you're full of fear about a certain situation. But I come here to let you know, amen, God wants you to quit. He wants you to quit fearing. And they were to let, they were to let the peace of God rule in their hearts. How many of y'all know God will give you a peace that will, that will surpass all understanding? Other folk have lost their mind, amen, and, and, and only experienced half of what you were going through right now. But look at you. You got clothes on, and you in your right mind. You know who you are. You know, you know whose uh, you are. Because when God comes on the scene, we can indeed stop fearing. But can I tell y'all something? When you try to leave God out, uh, then guess what? We are only encouraged uh, to fear. Whatever you do and wherever you go, don't leave uh, God out because without God, uh, we could do nothing. Without him, uh, we would fail. Don't leave uh, God out. But when God comes uh, on the scene, God has a way of soothing all of your doubts and coming every last one of your fears. You, 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 you heard Brother Trenton testify in regards to his wife's brother, and, and, and I can testify when they would come down to the house. She didn't seem to be worried. She wasn't fretting. She would say, well, we won't come down for about a month because next weekend we're going to visit with my brother. She kept hope alive. Oh, God, thank somebody. You just need to keep hope alive.
Why? Because whatever God promised, uh, it's going to come to pass. I don't care what the doctors say. I don't care what the attorneys say. I don't care what the bankers say. Whatever God says, it will come. Uh, it will come uh, to pass. So what is, uh, what is the application for us? How can we apply what I just said to our personal lives? Well, here it is right here. This is what I want you to get. That no matter the problem that confronts us, God's message is always fear not. I don't care what the devil whispers in your ear. I don't care what nobody else trying to tell you. God's message is fear not. The problem may be bankruptcy. It may be unemployment. It may be financial difficulties. It may be a severed relationship. It could be a family problem. I'm going to come down your street. It could be a, a, a major conflict or a disease. It could be an accident. It could be a death of a loved one. It can be a temptation to sin. But whatever it may be, God's message still doesn't change. It's going to always remain the same. And that message is uh, fear not. The list can go on and on and on and on, but we must never despair and remember that God says uh, fear not. Don't wait on a prophet to come. Don't wait on an apostle, don't wait on somebody to give you a word from, from the Lord. It's already been written. It's already here. It's already here. God says, fear, fear not. Whatever, I'm stuck right here because somebody, you're fearing over something. But guess what? He says, fear not. And the reason that he says, fear not, is because God is in full control of every situation in our our lives and if we just learn to trust him and never doubt I'm a living witness that God will bring you out David said in Psalms uh, uh, 3 and 6 can I preach the Bible he says I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves uh, against me round about don't worry about folk who are against you well can I be the bearer of bad news to some of y'all everybody's not for you everybody is not happy because you got a raise and a promotion on uh, on your job. Everybody is not happy because uh, the Lord has healed uh, your body. But the psalmist says, I'm not going to be afraid. I don't care whether or not it's 10,000 uh, people uh, against me. I will not fear. He turns around and says in Psalms 27 uh, and 3, though in hope should uh, encamp against me, my heart shall not fear though war shall rise up against me in this will I be confident he says in Psalms 91 and 5 thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day he said in Psalm 118 and 
6, the Lord is on my side. Hallelujah. You ought to tell somebody, the Lord is on my side. Yeah, glory be to God. The Lord is on my side and I will not fear. What can man do to me? Y'all worrying about mortal man. They So what man can fire you? But can't nobody hire you like the Lord can. So what man denies your medical application by his stripes? I'm, y'all don't want to hear no preaching. By his stripes. I'm already healed. So what man may demote you and cause you to be financially uh, in a strain? I'm not worrying about that. My God shall supply every one of my needs according to his riches up in glory. And then the wise man said, give me a piece of this. And he said in Proverbs 3 and 24, when thy life is down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Can I ask you what you tossing and turning all night long for, wondering and pondering what's gonna take place? What you doing, child of God, pacing the floor at night, trying to figure out how you gonna make ends meet? The devil is alive. He says, when I lie down and when I go to sleep, my sleep is going to be sweet. And then Isaiah said, I can't let the wise man outdo me. He said, Isaiah 41 and verse number 10, he says, fear thou not. God says, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee with uh, the right hand of my righteousness. And then he says, that's not all God says. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I've called thee by thy name. In other words, uh, you're not just a number to me. Ah, you're not just a number. You're just not a number. I don't just know you by your social security number or your telephone number, but I will call you by your, your name. He says, thou art mine. Hallelujah. My God, when you pass through the waters, I'm going to be with thee. And when you go through the rivers, thou sh- they shall not uh, over. Man, I feel like jumping over the communion table. They shall not uh, overshadow thee when you walk through the fire. Diane, he said it ain't gonna burn you. Neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. And then in Matthew's the 10th chapter, verse number 30, he says the very hairs of your head he says God has numbered them. He says fear ye not therefore you are of more value than than 
any sparrow. So in other words, God said, I, I, I love you so much until I know the number of strings of hair, uh, hair you have. And you know what? Some of y'all, when you comb your hair in the morning, you look and say, oh my God, look how much hair I'm leaving in the comb. Well, instead of you being a little upset by the hair that's in the comb, why don't you get excited? It says, God just recalculated the number that's in my car that's on my head. And so the first thing he says is fear not. I want y'all to get it now. He says fear not. And then the second thing he says uh, is because you're not going to fear, the next thing I need you to do, I need you to just stand still. Mm-mm. How hard is it to stand still, especially when trouble surrounds us? But we need to stand still and hear God. There's a lot of noise going on, y'all. There's a lot of noise around us. We got to learn how to stand still and hear God. If the Israelites had run around, they would not have been able to be organized in order to march across the Red Sea. Imagine, imagine. Come on, put on your imagination here. Standing there were God's people with the mightiest army in the world marching down upon them. What would their natural reaction be? It would be to flee, to get away, to run wherever they could. But there was God's leaders shouting, you need to stand still, stand firm. Watch the salvation. Watch God deliver us. And I come here to tell somebody, you just need to stand still. Because I discover you can't run from your problems. I don't care. You can't can't run from your problem. Because guess what? The very problem that you're running from now. It don't matter where you run to. It's going to catch up. Tell your neighbor it's going to come up again. If you trusting in your flesh and you trying to run from uh, the situation, no, stand still. Wait on God. Wait on God to speak to you. How many of y'all know? God will speak to you in regards to your situation. Moses declared the wonderful truth of God's promise. He said the enemy, the Egyptians, they will be destroyed. You know one thing I know? God's not going to let your enemy destroy you. God's going to destroy your enemy before he will allow your enemy to destroy you. And then notice what Moses Moses said, Moses, through being God's mouthpiece, he says, you're not going to even have to fight. Some of y'all ready to fight. Soon as somebody say something to you, you ready to fight. You ready to throw your coat off and you ready to go boxing. Come on here. Come on, keep your coat on. Take your boxing gloves off because he said the Lord himself will fight. He's going to fight for you if you just hold your peace and let the Lord do what? Let him fight your battle victory it shall be yours the Lord himself is going he's going to fight your battle he says all you got to do is just stand still just stand firm and while you're standing 
Father, don't stand there mumbling and complaining and grumbling and crying. No, while you're standing, I need you to watch. Keep your eyes up. Tell your neighbor, open up your eyes because God is about to do something. Well, what is the application? How can I apply this? Y'all ain't got good preaching is allowing you to apply what the text says. And so how can I apply this? Well, you apply it when a severe problem confronts you and a problem that seems to have no solution. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't go the route of your natural tendency to flee, to get away, or to run wherever you can. That's not God's way. God's way is for you to stand still. I don't know who I'm talking to. Somebody ready to up and run. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking to some of y'all ready to leave your home, ready to leave your job, ready to leave your children, ready. No, 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 no. Somebody say, no, 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 no. You didn't say it fast enough. Say it like you're speaking in tongue. No, 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 no. Y'all ain't talking back at it, man. God says, no, stand still. Ah, don't give up. Stand firm. Don't cave in. Don't try to flee away. Be steadfast. Stand still and wait upon God's mighty arm to save and and deliver you. Come on, David, help me preach. Psalms 46 and 10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted exalted in all of the earth. Come on, Isaiah 12 and 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And not only is he my strength, but he's also my song. He also have become my salvation. Isaiah 30 and 7, for the Egyptians, they shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this, that their strength is to just sit still. In other words, God said sometimes your strength is just for you to just sit still, stand still, because God is our refuge and he is our strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Hallelujah. If you fearing here today, that ain't of God. Fear is not of God. Fear is of somebody say preach pastor. Fear. Fear is of the devil because God has not given us the spirit of fear. But notice some, he's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind. You ought to tell somebody, I ain't about to go crazy. Tell them I ain't about to go crazy. Tell them I might look like it, but I ain't about to go crazy. I might have on a blue shoe and a black one, but I am not about to go crazy. Why? Because I trust in 
God. God will give me a sound mind in the midst of everything that I'm going through. I've got to keep on trusting in God. You know what? If I was going to lose, I just want to talk to y'all, so I'm going to finish. If I was going to lose my mind, I'd have lost it long time ago. Come on here, somebody. I'd have lost my mind long time ago. I know some of y'all got some testimonies you haven't told that, hey, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I'd have been blowing bubbles somewhere. I'd have been twirling a coal hanger. I'd have been running down the street naked, and you'd have been asking what's wrong. You'd have said, I forgot my clothes. Y'all ain't gonna help me here. Hello here, somebody. Hello here. But thank God, God will give you a peace that's a path. I wish I had a witness up in here. Yeah, because I know God has not God has not, God has not he has not given me the spirit of fear but I got power, I have love and I have a sound mind there was another challenge there was another challenge in facing problems and it's a very surprising challenge you know he said in other words watch this, read it when you get home he says Stop crying out to God and uh, and complaining. That's what he said. He said, but what you need to do is arise. Tell your neighbor, arise. You need to go forward. You need to move on. Some of y'all tripping on some stuff. I'm a preacher. Some of y'all tripping on some stuff that happened 10 years ago. Get over it. Tell, tell your neighbor, get over it. Honey, she pulled your hair when you was in elementary school. Your hair, your hair done fell out, grew back, fell out, grew back, fell out. And you wearing a wig now. You still tripping over what somebody did to you long time ago. God says it's time for you to rise above that. It's time for you to go forward. It's time, it's time for us to move on. Moses had just, he had just Proclaimed a stirring, stirring challenge to the people. He says, do not fear. He says, stand still. He says, believe God. He says, watch the, survi- the salvation of the Lord. But as soon as Moses got through challenging them, he walked over to his tent and became, he became gripped with fear himself. We got to be careful telling other folk what to do. And then when we're faced with a situation, they don't see us acting like the same thing that we told them to do. If I tell you that God is going to make a way, I don't care what happened in my life. I got to believe that God is going to make a way. If I tell you God is a healer, I don't care how bad I feel right now. I got to believe that God is that God is a healer. Moses done spoke all of this, Sister Laura, about standing still and the Lord going to fight for you. And you ain't going to see your enemy no more. He goes into his tent and guess what? Now he himself is gripped with fear. He obviously became despondent and hopeless, gripped by the terrifying sense of helplessness. But notice what happened. Mm, Thank you Jesus. God met his dear servant's need. And that's what I love about God. God will meet you right where 
Some of y'all trying to come on up and you're trying. The devil trying to convince you God don't, it's not going to work where you are right now. I'll start by here to tell you God that he'll meet you right where, right where you are. Have I got a witness up in here? God told, God told Moses, it's in the text in no uncertain terms. He said, Moses, why are you crying out? to me? Why are you crying? Why are you still praying over the same old situation? He says, stop crying. Stop crying. He said, dry your eyes, Moses. He said, get up arise and tell the people to go forward. And guess what? That's just what Moses did. Well, what's the application for us? And the application is simply this. In facing any problems, there is a time for prayer. Come on here. I said there's a time for prayer. There's a time for crying out to God. There's a time for studying and and even even analyzing the problem and planning what you can do. But then guess what? There also come a time that you've got to stop crying. Look at your name and say, you've cried long enough. Some of y'all, some of y'all been crying over the same thing now. Hallelujah for years. I stopped back here to tell you as God's servant, stop crying. Stop, stop. You've used enough Kleenex on that one problem. You use enough handkerchiefs on that one loss. I'm not trying to make it not significant or insignificant, but guess what? I'm just trying to tell you. The Lord is saying it's time to stop crying now. It's time to quit blaming other folk for your problem. You done put the blame on other folk long enough. Stop blaming other folk. It's time to stop analyzing and stop planning. Uh, hallelujah. You done went through so many notebooks and, and, and pads. Uh, my God, you done used up all uh, of your hard drive on your computer almost. Uh, he says, stop analyzing. Stop planning it uh, because now it's time for you to arise. Uh, it's time for you to go forward. It's time. Uh, it's time for you to move on uh, because trusting God that he's going to the walls of the problem back. Is there anybody that trusts God? God, no matter what it look like. I already know, God, that you're going, you're going to work this thing out for me. Can I prophesy real quick? God's getting ready to work this thing out for you. While you're trying to figure it out, God done already worked it out for you. And God said, now all I need you to do uh, first of all is fear not uh, and then I need you to stand still but when God says stand still he don't mean die there uh, some of y'all say I'm just waiting on God just waiting on 
God. And God said, no, you're not waiting on me. God says, I'm, I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute. God says, you're not waiting on me, but I'm waiting on you. I dare you to trust God. And once you've stood and once you heard from God, God says it's time for you to move forward because God demands that we arise and we go forth, that we be diligent, that we be steadfast, unmovable. Let the winds blow. Let the rain fall. Let the lightning flash. Let the earthquake. But I shall, I shall not be moved. Come on, prophesy to yourself and tell your neighbor, I shall, I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree that's been planted by the rivers of water and I shall not be moved because he that endureth until the end you shall be saved and Paul says therefore my beloved brethren be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord and I'll stop by to tell somebody your labor is not in vain your praying is not in vain and your holding on I gotta go is not in vain I know it get rough sometime. I know it get tough. The hills, they're hard to climb. But I'll stop by to tell you, it's not in vain. Your being faithful is not in vain. But up the road is eternal gain. Paul says, and let us not be weary in well-doing. Somebody say in due season. Come on, say in due season. Say, I will reap if I find it faint not. I will reap if I just hold on. If I can just hold on until tomorrow. How many y'all know everything is going to be all right? And I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling that everything. 
Uh, it's not going to be all right. Uh, but tell them it's all right now. Uh, tell them. Uh, and I'm going to machine now. Uh, tell them it's all right now. Uh, whatever you're going through, uh, I dare you to trust God. Uh, it's all right now. Uh, whatever the situation, uh, it's all right now. Uh, whatever the problem, uh, do I got any believer somebody shout it's all right it's all right now weeping may endure for a night but joy somebody shout joy joy will come in the morning your morning time has finally arrived your morning time is here right now. Yeah. Yes. I got to close. But I've worked on the precepts. I got to tell you about the promise. The promise for your deliverance. The promise will encourage us to be obedient to the precepts. There's two promises that's given in the text. The first promise is to watch God work. Tell your neighbor, watch God work. He says, see the salvation of the Lord. What a wonderful promise. It is a promise that comes to the obedient. God will not forsake his own when you follow his leading he will deliver us he will save us God will bring us out God will bring us through he says watch watch me work God I'm watching Watch me open up a door. Watch me make a way out of no way. Watch. Watch me heal your body. Watch me save your son. Watch me work a miracle. I'll give you a rainbow. After your storm, watch me. Woo, tell your neighbor, watch. Hey. Ah. Ah, yes. Tell your neighbor, take a good look at me. Take a good look at me. You better take a good look at me. Because you're getting ready to see God work. In my life, I look better in my future than I look right now. My hair is gray. I got bags under my eyes. I'm physically tired. But watch, watch me. Watch the God inside of me. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more 
then victorious. I am the head and not the tail. Tell them I ain't going to see that again. 
Devil, you a lie. I ain't scared. Come on, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'm Lord never not that again. Not no 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 Everybody standing.